What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. If you're not a Patreon member, you might be wondering. Things are looking different. I've decided to go with a, um, a three-quarter shot for the Kicking It With Camacho podcast. After all, it is a it is a solo cast, you know, so I wanted to get a little bit more, I don't know, solo, dolo, polo, Marco Polo, YOLO. Um, yeah, so, um, I'm doing the podcast now with this, like, uh, this, um, close-up thing. Let me know if you like it, by the way. If you prefer the other, um, the other method, um, or shot, let me know. Um, why don't you go ahead in there? Why don't you go there and comment what your thoughts are there, sugar tits? (laughs) But yeah, let me know. I just thought this might be, um... A little better because it is like I said, it's just me talking, right? You don't need all the extracurriculars around. You don't need to see my fucking my gut, my legs, my uh, you know, I don't know, all the other superfluous bullshit. I don't think you need to see all that stuff. So yeah, we're doing it this way. Um, it's a little, it's a little more intimate though because literally the camera, like I'm doing this with my hand. You see where my hand is? The camera is literally two inches from my fingers right now. And then we have the ring light right here. So it's a bit, I, I actually feel like I'm talking to someone right now, which which, which actually feels really good because I'm very lonely, you know? If I can, if I can fake talking to someone, I'm all for it. Anyways, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I hope your life was, uh, is, is good. I, I have this uh, sports radio show that I listen to, and um, it was so funny. Today, the guy gets on. Uh, I'll just say what it is. It's the DiPietro and Rothenberg. It's a sports show based in New York City. Um, guy gets on. He goes, uh, hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're doing well. Uh, hope you're alive. Like, something like, uh, thank God you're alive or something like that. Just something where it was just like, uh, it was so funny because like he just like mentioned like, are you happy you're still alive? You know, it's like, yes, we're happy we're still alive. Like, no shit, Sherlock, you know. But that is something we uh, we people take for granted, right? We just assume, like, uh, you know, we're going to wake up every day. Like, what's that quote? You know, the sun will come up tomorrow. It's like, you know what, man? Like, uh, don't be so sure of that, you know? You, ever know, you never know what can happen. That's why you got to count your, uh, sometimes you do got to count your blessings, right? so funny every single quote like motivational quote which you know i'm a big nerd of every single motivational quote you can easily like dispel it somehow you know if you just switch your perspective um anyways um so i had a fun weekend i did a gig in uh i did a one night gig at uh in bowling green kentucky at the white squirrel that's where this shirt is from uh shout out to the white squirrel brewery um for for having me putting on a great show. Um, they did it in partnership with uh, Don's House of Comedy. Um, no, not Donald Trump, okay? I know some of you out there are thinking, like, I knew he was a Trumper. I knew it. I knew it. No, I am not. But, um, yes, Don's House of Comedy, shout out. Bowling Green, Kentucky, shout out to anyone that might have been at the show that is now watching the podcast. Shout out to the White Squirrel. They gave me some merch, and I like it. I like uh I like squirrels. I, I always thought squirrels were cute, you know? Like, they're a little weird because they're, they're very, like, rapidy. Like, they, oh, they all look like they have rabies, right? They're always, like, whenever they move or walk, it's not, like, strideful, you know, strideful, prideful, like, elegant, smooth. 
Like horses. You see horses. You're, just, you're like, look at that beautiful thing. You know? Look at Seabiscuit go. But then, like, squirrels are like... You're like, Jesus Christ, I mean, what the fuck? You know? It's just like... It's like... It's like they're like... um, It's like it's like when you're watching a video and, like, you're hitting the... You hit the fast forward, but then, like, you can control the fast forward with one button. So you just bup, 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 bup. And it's just like... <laughs> Anyways, but... uh. Yeah, so uh, shout out to the White Squirrel. Thanks for the merchandise. If you live in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, by any goddamn chance, uh, go check them out. Super cool space to just get hammered, take your Tinder date. Uh, maybe you can even bring someone. Oh, they do live music. They do live comedy, obviously. Um, you know, also be a great place to take uh, take take your uh, wife or your your you know your kids if you want to drink with them. Um, also a great place for, uh, you know, with your buddies to get hammered and pick up some chicks. Great place to bring your uh, per- the, the person you want to break up with, you know. Hey, things aren't working out. Let me buy you a beer. You know, so shout out to um, to them. Fun show. And a shout out to Corey Miller. Very funny comic from the Louisville area who came by, did a spot. Um, and a shout out to... Ooh, who was my opener? What was his name? Brian something. Um, Brian for uh, picking me up from the airport and taking me back at 3 a.m. What a fucking nice guy. 3 a.m. Dropped me off. That's that's uh, that's dedication right there. That's dedication to the arts, you know? Anyway, so let's talk about this, though. Did you guys watch the Grammys last night? Because I sure as fuck didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch a goddamn second. But... I did hear that Taylor Swift, Tay-Tay, she won her fourth what, best album, which is like a record, right? Um, kind of had a feeling. Like, I, when I heard, because I, I did watch some of um, Trevor Noah. It was interesting because I, I, I'm pretty, um, I'm not big into award shows, but uh, I think Trevor Noah has been hosting the Grammys for, what, a few years now, right? And um, it was interesting because, like, after seeing that Joe Coy um bomb um i hate saying bomb i mean he bombed but it wasn't like an atomic bomb i always think it was it was more like a small little like he had like a mailbox pipe bomb you know he had like a boston marathon type of bomb which is still terrible i just i'm not i'm not making light of bombs here you know i bomb every day so uh trust me i know all about bombs but yeah so i i, I was interested to see like uh how trevor noah would do and he's you know he's done it apparently for like four years in a row now but he, he knows what he's doing, man. You know, he knows he's got that energy. He's got that likability. Um, he has some pretty good jokes. He had a funny bit about um, Taylor Swift, how, like, the cameras always pan to her during the football games. And, like, you know, then he was, like, at the Grammys. Instead of panning to Taylor Swift every fucking five seconds, we're going to pan to a football player. Terry Crews. Pan to Terry Crews. <laughs> and they just showed Terry Crews. Um, he's just like, what? What the fuck? Um uh, but yeah, that was uh, yeah. You could tell he just he had total control of the room. He was silly. He had a lot of energy. You know, he never apologized for his jokes not working. Which I don't think I don't know if there were any jokes that didn't work. But uh, he's a really talented guy, man. You know, like I I, I don't know. I all I hear is kind of negative stuff about him from the comedy community. In my comedy community, of fucking loser, no nobody comics. But everyone always says like I don't know on the Daily Show he feels like. Uh, I don't know, scripted or kind of like he can't really do what he wants type of stuff. And um, I don't know, man. I mean, he, he – the the host, one of those things with all the celebrities. I mean, and this one too was about 
God, I don't know, 10 times the size of whatever Joe Coy did, the Golden Globes. It was like, it was at Crypto Arena, right? And, um, man, he, he fucking, uh, he's really good. And then um, Killer Mike won, won, like, best, a, bu- a bunch of rap awards. And then he got arrested right after. I don't know if you guys saw that. Killer Mike, who I've done, you know what? You want to hear something cool? You want to hear, can I brag a little bit? Can I brag a little bit on my own podcast where no one else talks? Um, I actually did a TV show with uh, Killer Mike. He had this show on Hulu called Tumbleweeds. And basically, the, the the premise of the show is like he's go he goes, you know, across the country to different cities and he um checks out the weed scene there. And uh, he went to New York and I guess they wanted to do like a weed comedy show or something like that. And I ended up doing a doing some I was a fill in for someone and uh, which is kind of my that's like that's where my career that's my career in a nutshell. I'm I'm, I'm the fill in, you know, I'm the guy that when the guy you really want drops out or girl drops out um you call who who can we call last second who's got nothing else going on james camacho get him on the phone and then i show up there my fucking superman costume and my nikes um and they take and then i don't even think i made the cut for the episode but yeah i did a show with killer mike i met him super nice guy man sweetheart uh, of 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 a man but yeah he got arrested apparently um Right after he won the awards, the cops came and fucking took him out and, and took him to jail, man. <laughs> and apparently he had uh, gotten to an altercation with a security guard. Um, he, like, knocked him to the ground. I, I don't know exactly the details, but something like that. I mean, it's like a misdemeanor uh, charge, which is like, uh, I don't know. That's, that seems kind of weird, right? It seems like a money grab to me. I feel like if I get, if I'm a man, if I'm a man and my job is security, where my whole job is to not get pushed to the ground and then I get pushed to the ground. I don't think I'd be telling people, you know? I don't think I'd be calling the cops. I don't think I'd be causing a fuss at my job. Yeah, uh, what happened there, buddy? Oh, I got knocked to the ground. Your whole fucking job is to be tough and, like, stop people. And the, you're saying you got knocked to the ground. Killer Mike's a big guy, too, but still, it's just like, I don't know. This guy probably thinks he can sue him or something, you know? Maybe, you know what it was? Maybe it was, uh, I don't even know anything about the security guy. Maybe he was not physically imposing, you know? Because sometimes I'll go to like a like a, like a basketball game, football game, or like a, whatever, a sporting event, and then you see the people, you know, checking tickets or like, you know, doing the security, uh, squeep, weep, 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 with the, with the radars, right? And they're just fucking like decrepit old people that should be working, like should be pushing the carts at Walmart, right? You're like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, are you going to stop someone from coming in? You know, like, where's the real cavalry? So maybe it was one of these old guys and he just, Killer Mike was just like, you're old and just fucking shoved him out of the way. So I don't know. But uh, man, what a fucking buzzkill, man. You know, there's nothing worse than like doing something dope and then something immediately bad happens after. So this guy wins the fucking Grammys, right? He sweeps the the rap awards, I think. And then he can't even celebrate it. He literally has to go to fucking um he has to go to uh he has to go to fucking prison and deal with that bullshit, you know? That's like if you um I that that, that just like reminds me like in um I don't know, in like school if uh I don't know. Like let's say you you want like your 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 you um 
let's say you, you uh, I'm trying to think of something here, but it's like, uh, let's say you are on the football team and you guys won a big game and you knew there was like some crazy after party after, but like you were grounded, you know? So instead of like enjoying, you have the, the enjoyment of winning that whatever big football game, let's say it's like a cross, it's against your crosstown rival. And instead of being able to celebrate it, you got to go right home to your fucking bedroom with your race car bed, you know, your posters of, of movies and, 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 and actresses that, uh, that you jack off to, right? That's just that fucking high and that low. Oh, it's got to feel brutal, you know? But yeah, so, uh, that's just my, I guess my mini, um, Grammys recap, even though I didn't see much of it. Um, I did see Travis Scott perform and he started breaking a fucking, a chair, which I saw people online being like, what is he doing? Oh my God, he's going crazy. I'm like, he's breaking a fucking fold out chair. You know, that's not that insane. Like, it's actually comical, right? Because like the sep, his whole sep, one, he's dressed like a, like a fucking vampire, right? He's got like this like weird, it looks like he has like hockey gear on, right? And he's rapping, there's fire, there's all these like stones, like it looks like a scene from like the underworld or something, right? And um, he just, it's all blacked out and he just starts breaking a fucking like fold out chair. It's like, dude, it's like. You know, if you were breaking something like, I don't know, something, it, it just feel like it had to be something more intense. It would look better if he had like a fucking, a club or an axe and he was like really breaking something that, you know, I don't know. It just seemed like a, like a, like a baseball bat with, a, with spikes coming out of it. But to be, to be breaking a fold out chair, it's just like, all right, guy. It's like, uh, okay, okay. It's just trying to be tough. It's trying to be like ragey, but like probably at like, the only level he can on the Grammys, you know. I also found it so annoying, you know. I peeped on social media a little bit to see what people were saying. And it's obviously, I got to stop doing it because it's just all negative shit, man. But people were just like bringing up his whole uh, Astroworld uh, tragedy. And um, listen, like people lost their lives. That's that's really tough. But I don't know. I, isn't it at this point he's like been um, cleared of charges, right? Like... Is he, is he, is he really like, I don't know. It just seems weird. And this happens a lot when like, you know, celebrities or whoever have stuff from their past and, you know, they've been exonerated, you know, and they start kind of getting back into the real world, doing work again. And, um, people just like, you know, when something does happen for them, people, people start bringing up their past. Like, uh, Shane Gillis was announced that he's going to be on SNL. And then if you just read all the comments, it's like all this shit like, oh, we're bringing back the racist guy. Didn't this guy say a slur? Oh, are we doing this on Black History Month just so we can get some v- more viewers? Uh, what the fuck? SNL? It's like, dude, it's like this is like years ago, man. You know, and if you have not, you obviously have not like you don't know anything about Shane Gillis. Like he literally from the time that he got kicked off of Saturday Night Live to the time he's now going to do Saturday Night Live. I mean, his career has taken off to the point that if he was on SNL, I don't even think it would be, it'd probably be on the same level. You know what I mean? And he's doing great. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird thing that people do. Isn't this the guy that blah, blah, blah? Isn't, isn't this the guy? What's he doing here? Isn't this the guy that people died at his concert. Isn't this the guy? It's just like, all right, man. It's just like, just be a joyless fuck, you know? Just try. Just beg for your likes on Instagram. Beg for your likes on Twitter. Oh, 
I'm the righteous person. I'm bringing up blah, 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 blah. It's like, God fucking damn it, dude. Um, People are fucking annoying. Uh, all right, so, yeah, that's my little Grammys recap. Um, I wanted to talk about this. We got questions this week. But before we get into the questions, I wanted to share with you, um, was it on the Patreon that I brought this up or was it on my last episode? I don't remember, but I, there's this Instagram page called Morbid Knowledge. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if I've uh, if it was on the last free episode if I mentioned it, but it's this, it's this Twitter page where it's just different stories and videos and pictures of horrible things that have actually happened in the world. So it's one of these things where you like you look into it and um, let me okay I, I hope I'm not ex- over I'm not hoping I explain this over again. Let me check my last um. What did I did I say this in the last pot free podcast? Let me just check real quick, guys. I'm sorry for being so uh so stupid. Um, come on, internet, work faster. Oh, I'm not sure, man. So my last episode, the last free episode was top five regrets of dying, right? Um, thank you for everyone that anyone who watched that, by the way. Um, yeah, I think my blast, I think it was the Patreon where I did this morbid knowledge. Yeah, it was my last. So, okay. So this is why you guys got to get on the Patreon because I don't keep track of what I've said on the, like, I, I just, when I do the Patreon, I just do a regular episode. I don't think, like, this is Patreon. Gotta be all different. So, please, if you don't already, subscribe Patreon, patreon.com slash James Camacho. You get a bonus episode every Friday. Um, it's only five bucks a month, which means you're paying literally a dollar and, like, ugh, 25 cents a week for just extra shit, man. And also, like, the the other podcast comes out earlier on the pot, on the Patreon. Stand-up clips get there first, so you, you want to get on there. Um, Anyways. So yeah, there's this uh, Twitter page, Morbid Knowledge. It just basically shares these stories about horrible things that have uh, happened um, in the real world, and uh, you know, it just it kind of puts you in that weird like 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 mood of like, what the fuck? This is the world we live in, Jesus Christ. So, um, here's a story I I saw on there that I, I wanted to share with you guys because it's so outrageous. Um, on October 16, 2022, a harrowing event unfolded when 42 year old Young Suk was assaulted by her estranged... Oh, her name was Young Suk An, was assaulted by her estranged husband, Che, who then subjected her to a horrifying ordeal by burying her alive. This incident occurred amidst a tumultuous divorce with Anne having previously filed a domestic violence protective order against Che. During a heated argument on that fateful day, Che, is it Che, Che or Che, launched an attack on Anne. He proceeded to restrain and silence her with duct tape before transporting her to a wooded area where he buried her alive in a shallow grave. After several harrowing hours, Anne managed to escape from the grave and sought refuge at a stranger's house in the early hours of the following morning. Che was apprehended on the same day and faced multiple charges. Holy shit! October 16, 2022, motherfuckers! Right right in time for Halloween. So, damn! This guy got divorced, him and his wife got divorced, and he fucking was so mad at her, he fucking uh, decided to bury her alive. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, there's so much to unpack here. Like, obviously, the the monkey in the room with this is like... uh, And like, listen, first off, thank God... She got out alive. 
thank God this fucking psychopath is hopefully in jail now. Young Suk An. I would assume this is probably like um, not an American story. I don't know. Um, did it say? What did area? No, I didn't say where this happened, but I mean, hope that, yeah, this guy's out of his mind, you know? Um, thank God she's alive. Thank God she's okay. But like fucking shit, dude. It's like, how, how do you, how do you fuck up that, that plan? You know, not to sound mean, but it's like, you're going to bury someone. How do you, how did you not put enough soil on there? Did you not make it shallow enough? You know? So he said he duct taped her and then like, I get Did he, did he not bound her hands or something? Like, this seems like the fucking laziest buried job I've ever heard in my life. So, so yeah, she got out. Like, like I said, thank God she got out. But, like, dude, like, how hard is it to bury someone? Like, you know? Like, it's not easy. It's a lot of shoveling. Shoveling's bad for your back. I totally get it. But I feel like once you go, you go through the shoveling process and you got the person down there, it's, it's, there's little, there's little margin for error, you know? Like, did he only dig, like, two inches into the ground? He fucking just throws her on the ground in a little grave, puts uh, the fucking dirt on her, and her fucking tippy toes and her nose is still sticking out of the soil. All right, she'll, she'll fucking be, she won't make it. That's all good. And he left. God, what a fucking idiot, you know? And a piece of shit. This sounds, you know, not only, see, see not only is this terrifying, because no, bur- getting buried alive might be one of the, like, most worst ways to go right anything like this alive is pro- like anything alive that ends up you dying it's got it's terrible right burned alive right terrible buried alive um drowned alive whatever anything alive you you, you kind of just want things to be quick you know whenever there's alive there's always this like inference that like there's a there's a lot of pain and torture and time going into your your demise but man a lot of this just kind of it's just like you know, everyone wants to find love. Everyone wants to be loved. Everyone wants to find their their partner. I want just want a connection with someone. I want to feel like my prince charming exists. It's like, dude, it's like love makes people do fucking weird shit, man. This guy obviously had issues. You know, he had they got divorced. He had they had she had to get a protective order against him. And then he went and fucking buried her alive. It's like, how do you know? Like, like, how do you know? Like. Because most people are normal, right? Most people, you you go on a date with them, yada, yada, yada. But, like, when you fucking get married and fall in love, have a relationship, like, like that drives people nuts, man. Like, love is literally, um, it's an addiction, you know? And crack will make you do weird shit. Like, you'll start sucking dick for crack, you know? You'll start, you'll start stealing from your friends and shit, right? Love's no different, you know? Like I just got out of my relationship. No, I'm not, listen. Like, like I'm not. This guy obviously has some some bigger issues going on, you know. But it's like, yeah, dude. It's like my last relationship. Like, you know, it's it's really if it, 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 it changes your mental, blah, 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 you know. So I don't know. It's just terrifying. Just terrifyingly, like, like, you know, what if you get into a relationship with someone, and you, they just go crazy, you know. And then you're like the butt of that crazy. Oh, God, it's so terrifying. That's why you got to do background checks on people. <laughs> That's why women do background checks. You know, I was talking to a lady the other day, and she goes, um, uh, those apps, the dating apps are terrifying for women because, like, they gotta, they're scared for their life. And, like, I get it, man. It's like you never know who you're meeting up with, right? That's why you got to go to a public place on your first date, right? If a guy wants to meet up with you on a dating app and he goes, hey, let's go to a – Let's go to the harbor, right? 
Let's go to the the the, the Pier 58 all the way in the corner under that at, at midnight, right? Under that one little lamp that like is like on and off, you know? Let's meet up there. You you you, you yeah. Tell them to go to Starbucks in Times Square. That might be a better place for you. But yeah, Jesus Christ, man. What a fucking moron. What a horrible guy. How does she even date after this, right? Like, how could you – how could you – like, the, the guy – whoever's going on a date with her next, right, the, the lucky guy – I hope she finds love, but that it's a lot of baggage right there, you know? A lot of, a lot of buried baggage. Oh, I'm such a bad person. Anyways, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I just some, – there's some shit on the internet that's unbelievable. Um, all right, so let's get into some fan mail here. And then if we have time at the end, I do want to share with you a Monday motivation quote. Um, so we have two people that sent in questions, but they sent in fucking a bunch of questions, which is great. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, like I said, it's like I say every week, if you have a question you want to ask me for the podcast, please send it to uh, just comment it. Or you can also email it to me at jamescamachocomedy at gmail.com. I am an open book. OK, so please ask whatever I appreciate that, like, I know coming up with questions isn't, you know, instantaneous. It requires effort and thought, and um, it's like homework, you know? I'm assigning you guys homework. Isn't that crazy? It's a fucking podcast. So that's why I really appreciate it. Um, so I believe we have a um, – I just want to get your name right um, because uh, I really appreciate you sending in uh, the question. I think Drea Castillo, um, great name. Um, Castillo, I always, I always thought the last name Castillo was very, were very cool. Um, she asked me, what's the comedy community like in New York? How often are you going to other comedian shows? Um, the comedy community in New York is, um, okay. I guess that's a different question than comedy scene. The comedy scene in New York is amazing. I mean, you, 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 this is where you'll get the most stage time. This is where the most shows are happening in like, you know, whatever, uh, the city, how, how big is New York City? Like five miles long or some shit? Seven miles, maybe? Um, the comedy community, it's okay. Um, when you're starting out, like at the low level, like open mic level, um, it's a bit tough. A lot of clicks. Um, you're really just kind of out there for yourself. And you really, you know, you just got to find a couple of people that you like, you know, you like and you think are funny. And then you're just trying to get, you're just trying to do as many open mics and uh, shit bar shows as possible until you can, you know, level get enough good material get better so we can start doing comedy clubs and uh you know go on the road and then have you know put together enough material where you start uh going on the road um how often do i go to other comedian shows i don't really go to other comedian shows that often um very seldomly if i have a friend um performing i'll go to their show but no i'm not very supportive if that's what you're asking um I won't go like if someone's like I got a show. Can you can you come be a part of the crowd and something? No, I'm not. I'm not going because uh, listen, I got my own shit going on. I'm a professional comedian. I usually got my own shows, and the nights I don't have fucking shows, I'm either doing I'm doing something else, right? So the only like I, the only times I go to other people's shows, it's more the hang. Like a buddy of mine, he works at the Comedy Cellar. He invited me to um go go hang with him at his show not 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 like go into the crowd and like watch his show but like go um hang out with him you know chat it up with the other comedians more networking than um like going to other comedian shows you know I, and i and um you know if there's like a big act in town like bill burr 
um, you know, tickets for those shows are expensive. And uh, it's really hard for me too to sit at a comedy show, like as an audience member for like 90 minutes because I do comedy. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just tough for me to really be able to enjoy it, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Drea also asked, do comedians do corporate gigs, events? And if so, what are they like? I did a wedding gig right after a bad breakup once and it sucked at the time, but it's hella funny now. Yeah. Um, so I believe Drea's a, a musician, right? Let me get, no, let me, she, she wrote, uh, she told me a little bit about herself. I just want to make sure I'm getting that right here. Um, What is this? Oh, yeah, she's a full-time musician. So, um, Drea, you know, <laughs> uh, corporate gig, comedians do do corporate gigs. Um, they're horrible. Like you said, your experience was, they're usually weddings, uh, company parties. They're terrible. They're just like, they're, they're, but they pay a lot. That's why comedians tolerate them. But yeah, it's usually some event where you can't really be yourself. You have to be clean. You have to like follow guidelines. And um, a lot of times like, they, like, you know, whatever they just they kind of like. It's like you have a boss, you know, and when you're when you're an entertainer, performer, you're, you're, you're not supposed to have like a real boss. You're supposed to do creatively whatever you want, have fun. Right. But then when you do one of these events, it's like, you know, I'm sure as a musician, you're doing a wedding. You know, the, the bride and the, the groom probably tell you what fucking songs they want, and you can't really deviate from that list, right? Um, same thing with a comedian. It's like if you get booked to do a gig, they're like, oh, we love your Chinese Puerto Rican stuff. Like that that just pretty much means do all that. And um, yeah, and um, you can't curse. Like those, If they say don't curse, don't make fun of this person, don't mention that, don't mention that, you have to follow those rules because... That's what they want. Even if it doesn't feel right in the moment, even if it doesn't feel like it's going to be good for the show, you just do it because you want to get your paycheck. And um, sometimes, man, it's just like, you know, when you si- like, it's not even silencing. It's like when you put restraints on an artist, um, no, no real artist is going to enjoy doing a gig where they have restraints, you know? So no, they're not fun, but they pay a shit ton of money. That's why we do them. And uh, Drea also asked, has anyone in your, she's got a lot of comedy questions. I love this. Has anyone in your comedy community say anything really shitty towards you that haunts you from time to time? How do you keep it from consuming you? Um, I, I, no, you know, no one, no one in my community has really said anything shitty to me. You know, people have said shitty things, but like, not, not, not hurtful. Like, um, I remember one time a comedian that I'm friends with, and we were just we were, this wasn't even this wasn't shitty, but you talk about haunting. Like, this isn't really haunting, but it just like it made me laugh. Oh, I just left. Did you hear that? Probably didn't, the mic did probably didn't pick that up. I just, I just let out a huge fart. Woo! That was one of those farts where I couldn't. I I had no control over. It just came out of my ass. Um, sorry about that. Trey, Trey is like listening intently. Everyone's listening. Like, what's he gonna say about comedy? And then I just go, Oh, I just ripped a huge fucking fart. Sorry about that. <laughs> I feel like I could taste it. Um. Uh, no, one time a guy told me, um, it was funny, we were, we were having a three-way conversation, and, um, my buddy was telling me, like, uh, yeah, I can't believe, like, you're still here in comedy, because when you started, you were awful, which is kind of a compliment, it's like, you've come a long way, really, but he was just telling me in the beginning, when I was doing open mics, I was, like, just, just unbearable, and he was like, I never thought you would make it, 
Um, so that's not really something shitty. Um, this was brought to my attention. This is kind of shitty, but like it doesn't haunt me. I, I'm odd. It's like, um, you know, I'm a normal person. I do care about what people are saying. I am like aware of it, but I, it doesn't like it. I, I don't. I don't care too much about people what say what people say about me. I, I, I'm more concerned about my own thoughts of myself, to be honest. You know, I'm I'm more concerned about fighting off my own demons and my negative thoughts. But, um, I I, I someone showed me a. Um, a podcast clip of these two guys I have never heard before or met in my life. And um, they didn't say my name directly, but they were like uh, shitting on, they were just like making fun of something, right? I think they were making fun of like viral trends. And then one of the guys just out of nowhere goes, like they're all like like kind of naming different like viral trends that are going viral. And they're like, they're basically making fun of people for like going viral, you know, or the ways people go viral. And then one of the guys just out of nowhere, he goes, uh, yeah, I'm Chinese and Puerto Rican. And, uh, and like, he didn't say my name, but the guy who brought the video to my attention, he, like, showed me, like, the timestamp. And he was like, you're just going to let people talk shit about you like that? And honestly, it's like, it didn't really bother me, you know, because I'm pretty, like, I'm aware that a lot of what got me um, um, viral was talking about my ethnicity. And, um, like, I'm done with that stuff, like, you know. Like at this point in my career, um, that material, like I've, I've, I've covered a lot of material on that. You know, I've done as much as I can right now on that subject matter, and it's a lot of my first few years of comedy. It's a lot of my, um, um, not even a lot. It's a good amount of my material on my comedy special, but. I've evolved from like now I now I don't I like now the set I'm doing around now around you know, the set I'm working on now I have like maybe three minutes two minutes of Chinese Puerto Rican material that's it and then I'm just you know I talk about other shit so you know you say that and like you make fun of me um you're you're making fun of me because I had some success and you don't like the way I got the success maybe but it's like I like, what the fuck do you want me to do. And, you know, it'd be one thing if I was, like, in denial. It's like, that's not all I do. What are you talking about? Like, I, I totally understood. I was buying into it because it was getting me fucking, like, it got me, like, 50,000 followers on Instagram. It got me, like, 180,000 followers on TikTok, right? But, you know, I did, I milked it the, as much as I could, and um, I'm out. And now I'm just doing stuff that, uh, you know, the stuff I actually want to talk about. That's all it really comes down to. Listen, if I was a, a Chinese Puerto Rican shill, and I genuinely enjoy doing it, and you made fun of me for doing it, I wouldn't give a fuck what you said, you know? Like, but I'm just not that guy. Like, I'm not, you know, I am Chinese Puerto Rican. I acknowledge it. It is a part of my life, but it's not my fucking identity, you know? And, um, yeah, they're making fun of me, but, like, you know, it's just like, it's like, you know, it's very it's very Twittery what, what those guys said, you know? Just, like, a negative shitting on other people's success, right? And then I went on their page, and, like, I guess their podcast has some following, but, like, it, it, each of them individually has, like, maybe, like, 10,000 followers or something like that. It's just, like, all right, man, so, you know, whatever. Um, so here we go. Now she, okay, so now Dre gets off the comedy stuff. She asked me, what are your thoughts on Jim Harbaugh becoming the head coach for the Chargers? I grew up in San Diego, and although the Chargers left for L.A., I low-key still want the best for them. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think the Chargers should have left San Diego. I think San Diego is great. 
Um, I don't know why they want to move to L.A., share that market with the Rams. I mean, they share the fucking stadium with the Rams, you know? I don't know why they left. I think they were cool in San Diego. They got a lot of history there. It's not like San Diego's a shithole. I mean, they have the Padres. They have the—do the, they have a um, hockey team? I don't know. What about an NBA team? Does San Diego have an NBA team? I don't know. San, like, honestly, man, like, if you were to be like, would you want to go to Los Angeles or San Diego for a vacation? San Diego would be—it would be hard to say no to San Diego. It's beautiful out there. Everyone's way more chill. So, yeah, I don't know why they left, but um, they did. And uh, what do I think about Harbaugh? I think, I think it's it's a very smart, very smart hire. It's like you know, literally they're like, who's the best coach we can get other than Bill Belichick? But I even think Harbaugh at this point might be a better a hire than Bill Belichick, even though Bill didn't even get a job this coaching cycle. But Harbaugh is just a fucking proven winner, dude. Every everywhere he goes, he wins. He's taken the team, an NFL team, to the Super Bowl. He just won the national championship with Michigan. This guy's a great coach. I think he was in San... Did he play in San Diego or, or maybe San Diego State or something? He's got San Diego ties. Um, but I think this is going to help. The, the Chargers, the one thing they were missing, they have a great quarterback. They have a good team. They let James Camacho into their influencer suite for games. But the one thing they were missing was um, a coach that knew what the fuck he was doing. Their last guy, Stanley, I think his name was. His last name was Brandon Staley or something. Not a good coach, and uh, now they got a great coach, and uh, with a great coach, they're just going to make, you know, the team's going to respect him, they're going to play better for him, and then, like, um, Herbert, who's already really good, is going to take off, so I think that's a great hire for them, and um, it's going to be interesting to see, because they're in that same division as the um, the Chiefs, and um, that could be a fun division to watch, man, I mean, like, even this year was projected, like, that was going to be the best, most competitive division in the NFL because you had Russell Wilson and Sean Payton in the Broncos. Now you have fucking, you know, you have Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, and then now you have uh, this monster team too. So I think it's a great, I think it's great. I think it's really good. Um, Yeah. I like to see good things for Justin Herbert. He's like the most quarterback looking quarterback in the NFL. And um, last question by Drea. What advice would you give your 16 year old self? Oh, Oh, man, this one hits home. Um, I don't know why I got Canadian there. It's home. Um, at 16 years old, uh, what was I doing? I was in high school. 16 was one of those, I think, was what is that, junior or sophomore year? I was just coming into my own. I had been kind of bullied a lot in middle school. I was really having a hard time fitting in, finding friends. In about the 16, 17 age, that's when I started finding my friend group. That's when I started, um, I think, I think, I think, did I lose my virginity at that age? I mean, I might have been younger than that. I lost my virginity very early, but I still wasn't good with girls. And then 16 is when, like, I went from, like, being a chubby, short kid to, like, a tall, skinny kid, you know, kind of, I kind of what I look like now and, um, just with shorter hair. And uh, yeah, I was I was you know getting cool. I was getting I was going to parties and stuff. So I was having a good time. And it's funny. I was actually talking about this in therapy. Even at sixteen, um, I still didn't think I was cool. And when I look back at my sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, even college self, I just like my social life was fucking popping, man. Like I was out every every night. I had friends. I was drinking. And um, now I'm just a fucking you know I, I work. 
dude, my life, my social life is just shit now, man. It's like whenever, like when people are out, like when people are socializing Friday, Saturday, that's when I'm working, you know? So I barely get to socialize and I look back at my 16, 17 year old college self and I'm just like, man, I, I was, I was a cool kid. I had a lot of friends. And at the time I still thought I was a loser, man. It's, it's weird how. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny. I went to high school with this girl who was like a cheerleader, one of the most popular girls. And I remember telling her, it's like, you were so fucking popular. And she's like, I I didn't know at the time. I thought I, I just hated Like, I just hated myself the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, that just shows you everyone, no matter what your social status is, no matter how much money you have, no matter how, how thing, good things look, everyone's got problems. Everyone's going through some shit, you know. But yeah, if I were to tell my 16-year-old self something, I'd be like, hey, man, um... Just be a little happier, you know, 16 years old. None of this shit matters. Nothing. None of my problems when I was 16 years old are problems now. I mean, none of them even got past the age of 17. You know, what were my problems when I was 16? Am I going to get invited to the party? Is this girl going to answer my MySpace message? Right. Uh, Am I going to pass this stupid history exam? SATs like that's all I had to worry about. And it, it, like, dragged me down so much at the time. Does this person like me? Does that person like me? I don't know any of those people anymore. None of those fuckers matter. I put so much stock into shit that didn't matter at the time. And it's so hard to tell a 16-year-old kid, like, none of that shit matters, you know? Because that's their world. At the, they have, like, you, you can't possibly make a 16-year-old understand that there's so much life to live and none of this shit matters, you know? So... Yeah, it'd be weird because I know I'd be telling my 16-year-old self, hey, man, none of this shit matters. And my 16-year-old self be like, you fucking old creep. Get the hell out of here. You know what the hell you're talking about, you know? She won't text me back. It's over. <laughs> um, Maybe the what I would say for my 16-year-old self, maybe not advice, but maybe like, hey, man, you're cool as shit. You're fucking popular. Enjoy it. Wear it on your chest. Say it with your chest. I'm popular. I'm cool. That's what I would say to my 16-year-old self. Give myself a little bit of a um, pat on the back. Anyways, Dre, thank you so much for sending five questions. Um, all great questions. I love how you mix it up with comedy, sports, and there's just a little bit of personality. I love that. Um, please send in more. Um, again, guys, if you have your questions, look at, the, look at all these fan questions. People want to ask shit. Don't you want to ask something too? Come on. Get out of your shell. James Camacho comedy at gmail.com. Send your questions. Comment them. Um, now we have two more from Norman, who um, always, you know, I can always count on Norman for a weekly um, you look good comment in some aspect. Um, he writes, <laughs> before the question, he goes, um, what did he say? Uh, he said I look really ripped. On whatever episode, uh, I appreciate that, Norman. I'm not, I'm not really ripped right now. Um, I'm bulking, so I'm actually kind of putting on some, some uh, pasta here. But I'm actually going to start doing my cutting phase after the Super Bowl. I'm going to be uh, doing cardio for a week. I'm going to start doing cardio again, which is not going to be fun. But yeah, um, no, it's bulky. It was winter. It's bulking season. So I appreciate that. I can't even take a compliment. You look ripped. Get the fuck you. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, go, rip, go rip your asshole. Um, but uh, Norman asked me, you have some really cool shoes. Love the custom ones. How many pairs do you have if you haven't lost count? Yeah, I've lost count. I've lost count. I would say maybe at least 50 pairs. 
I've been collecting sneakers since I was in uh, middle school. Um, I I got I got I have no idea, man. There's shoes everywhere. I mean, the other day I was um, I was I was just like in bed, and then like, I got turned over, and there's like, so I had all my shoes in a closet, right? And then I have like shoes I'm selling in a in another part of my uh in a box, like a big big warehouse kind of box. And I fucking I'm like I turn over, and um, I just like there's like a whole another. There's like another eight boxes of shoes just like in a section of my room. I totally forgot about. Like I turned over, I'm like, oh fuck, what's in there? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're everywhere. And um, so yeah, I got a lot, man. Fifty pairs. Um, I'm selling a lot of shit. Um, yeah, the it's so girly to have the sh- shoe addiction, but yeah, I don't know. I I just like sneakers. The sad thing is, like as I get older, I st- I just find myself wearing the same sneakers over and over again. Like I'm starting to get to I'm I'm I've stopped buying sneakers. Um, it's I not bought I bought those fucking um infrareds a couple weeks ago. What the fuck am I even saying? Because it's getting to the point now where um I have so many shoes I haven't worn. Like I have about like ten pairs of shoes that are brand new, and like I keep saying I'm gonna wear them, but I just never do. I keep wearing the same shit over and over again. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird addiction, the sneaker addiction. You know. It's more about we don't. I don't look at shoes as like, all right, here are things I put on my feet to protect myself. You know, it's more like I look at them as like um, pieces and like pieces of art. If that makes sense, you know. Like I like collecting them. Anyways, um, and I let, uh, Norman's next question: um, What's a typical James Camacho date? Um, whew. it's been a while since I've been on a date, but um. When when uh, my ex and I were together, our dates would just be you know going to a nice. We go to a happy hour, and then we go to a you know we go out to we would try a restaurant we hadn't had before you know something like that. But yeah, when I was single, I mean I'm single. What am I? When I was single, um, back when I was um dating more. My typical i my typical date was uh, I would uh invite a girl to a bar, in the vicinity. Of where my uh, show was, so I would, I, I I was such a workaholic. I would plan dates like around my shows, like in between shows or like before shows or after shows. And a lot of times, my move was like, "Hey, I'm performing at this comedy club. There's a great bar across the street. Why don't you come like an hour before, and then we'll go to the show after." And uh, that was kind of my move. We'd have a couple drinks, get to know each other, bring them to the show, do a hot set, and then um, you know. You know, see if I could uh, slide in those panties after. That was it. Um, now, like I, I'm, I'm, um, I want to get back out there, and um, but I think now I wouldn't take a girl to a show now, a date to a show now, just because I'm working on a lot of my material about my ex, and uh, I just think that'd be very rude. You know, like it's one thing to bring up your your ex on a date, which is terrible. I mean, that, those are grounds to be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, right? But to bring them to a, bring them, like, if I'm a comedian and I bring a date to a show and I just yell about my ex on stage, like, that's just, it's, that, that's, that's, that's gotta be fucking horrifying, right? Like, if you're a lady listening now, wouldn't that horrify you? Um, let me know, comment, if you thought, if you think that'd be really, really, really weird. Um, but yeah, I think now if I was gonna go on the date, a little more mature, probably go out for coffee, maybe. That'd be fun. 
then maybe a happy hour, maybe get a get a drink or something, you know. Something like that. Yeah. Coffee sounds good. Maybe get a nice cappuccino. Have a nice conversation, sober conversation. And then maybe the next maybe then maybe the next date would be like um getting getting a, a drink or something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta get back out there, man. I I uh, I do um Oh man, the levels here on the podcast are really. Uh, I'm gonna have to really do a lot of uh, sound editing on this one. Um, but yeah, what was my point here? Oh yeah, I got to get back out there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm putting myself out there. If you're if you if you're a lady and um, DM me, we can see if we can work something out. You know, if I don't write back, it's not personal. I'm just busy. I'm just busy. Is there a more fucking big, is there a more universal I see through your bullshit excuse than I'm just busy now. I'm just too busy. Anyone goes, I'm busy in response to you, hanging out with you. They don't fucking want to hang out with you. There's no sugarcoating it, baby. All right. So those are the questions. Thank you to Norman and Drea for sending in some sexy questions. Um, Please send me yours for next week. And we're going to close out. This week's Kicking It With Camacho podcast um, with a motivational quote, if I can find it here. Um, I love motivational quotes. I love sharing them with you. I hope, you know, someone, um, I shared some, I did some motivational quote. It was my own motivational quote, I think. It was something about like um, the people that hurt you will always hurt you unless you get rid of them, something like that. And then... um, was it that one? Or oh no, it was the one where the people, the voices in your head that are negative, like the 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 uh, you know, you can't do this, all that negative stuff is just it's just the it's really the voice of someone in your life that was critical to you, like a family member, it could be like a bully, it could be a boss, um, it could be it could have been me. You fucking suck, man. You don't fucking forget it, all right? <laughs> um. But yeah, someone wrote to me and they're like, I really needed this. I really needed, I think I really needed to read this today. Thank you. And I was like, you know what? There is a point to me saying all this shit. Um, so here's a quote. Um, sometimes I like pulling quotes from online. Sometimes I, I hear things and I'm like, good. I want to share that. Today I want to I want to share my own actually. This is actually, I had a therapy session today. This made me, um, um, I had to... Uh, talk about something and made me come to a realization of how I want to live my life. Um, and how I, you know, this is, I guess my quote to you guys, um, in life, don't, don't go through life without addressing, um, addressing your issues or things that bother you. Right. So what I mean by that, it's like, you know, if someone's bothering you or, you have a boss that's like treating you like shit or something. Say something, man, you know? Or if there's an issue in your house, don't feel too awkward to like speak up for yourself or don't feel too awkward to like, you know, sometimes these confrontations hard, man. You know, dealing things could, could be hard. But if you don't address issues, they don't go the fuck away. They will always be there, you know? It's like, it's like having a cockroach in your fucking apartment, if you don't stomp on that thing, spray it with Raid, hit it with your broom, shoot it with your AK-47, it's not going to go away, you know? It's going to be there. It's going to come back. 
So if you have an issues with, with with someone in your life, and there's just something that you don't like about, or just something you want to address with them, just fucking you gotta address it, man. It's not you can't hide it inside, and uh, it's always gonna come back later. And you know what happens typically? Sometimes when we hold shit in, we hold a lot of regret and resentment, and when that issue comes up later, instead of being like 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 you know having dealt with it earlier and being able to to have it resolved. You fucking lose your mind, right? We've all had those instances where you hold something in, you don't tell someone, and then you get triggered and you go, you know, and the person's like, oh, what the hell's wrong with you? You're like, you've been doing this forever. And they have no idea what you're talking about, right? They're kind of like thrown off. It's like, dude, you're losing your fucking mind. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, you're like, a year ago, you did this and it pissed me off and you've been doing that ever since. And it's just like, dude, from now on, and, like, this all stemmed because I was talking about in therapy how when I grew up, a lot of the issues in my life weren't addressed, right? They were all swept under the rug. You know, people didn't talk about things. People hid from things. And, you know, the weird thing about time healing all wounds is that, yeah, like, time does heal wounds, and it's great. But I don't think time necessarily gets rid of your fucking issues, you know? Like, if you have a cut... Time will heal that. It'll close up, right? Blah, blah, blah. But if you have fucking AIDS or cancer or some shit, dude, that's not going away with time, you know? So, yeah, it's weird because, like, time can make you get used to things. But sometimes you don't want to get used to stuff. Like, if someone's treating you bad in a work relationship, in, in, your, in your partnership, right, that's not going to get better with time. You just learn how to deal with it and tolerate it. And guess what? You don't want to fucking... To be, you don't want to get good at tolerating not being happy or not being satisfied or not being in a, you know, a good work environment or a good relationship, you know? Because like I said, man, you're going to be dying a little bit inside and it's going to come back later and you're not going to be happy and it's going to come across you're not happy because you're going to be less like enthused about hanging out with them or you're, your work's gonna suffer and then you're just gonna end up getting fucking fired and then all you're gonna be saying is like my boss sucks he treated me like shit then he just fired me it's like nah dude you know that could be true but also maybe if you had said something if you're like hey I don't deserve this shit even if they fired you on that spot it's like okay then you could have moved on earlier you know so anyways the whole thing is like address your issues in life man don't let fuck don't be scared right you don't want to. You don't want the the problems to last longer than they should. Just deal with it. One, because that problem is never going to go away. And two, you don't want to get into the habit of being able to get used to problems. You know, that's how you can live a kind of miserable life. So that's my motivational quote for you. I don't know what the fucking quote is. That was just that was just a, a a tirade I went on. But I guess the quote is address issues in your life. Um, Although never go away, I guess, kind of is what I I, I don't have a fancy way to, to say it, you know, like, um, but yeah, address your issues, man. If you got an issue right now with someone fucking next time you see them, I want you to right in the face, point, point your finger right in your face, like you motherfucker and just tell them. All right. Get it out of the way. You don't want them in your life anyways if they're giving you issues. All right, guys. That is the podcast for today. Um, as you guys know, the podcast used to be daily. Now it's going to be once a week, every Tuesday. Send in those questions. Send in topics you might want to talk about. Oh, happy Chinese Lunar New Year. Um, I think it's the year of the dragon. Is that the year we're at right now? Let's see what year we're on right now. Um, it's the year of the dragon, baby. Um, 
my mom, I don't know where she put it, but my mom wanted me to show you some lucky money. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. My mom wanted me to show you, uh, she gave me some lucky money. Um, she wanted me to give you guys an example. Um, you can send me some lucky money by signing up for my Patreon. Patreon.com slash James Camacho. Um, also, this Thursday, um, check it out. I'm Just a Kid Podcast returns. My high school podcast where I have guests on. I interview them about their experiences in high school. That is returning this Thursday. Um, please check it uh, Woo! Please check it out. And um, I will see you uh, next week. Check out the tour dates. I am. Um, I, th- I think I just added Houston on there. JamesComacho.com, all the tour dates. The Alone Tour 2024. Single guy, solo, dolo. Um, yeah, I got a lot of problems to address. So I'm going to go do that right now. Dajan, adios.